I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. You know, one thing I've discovered about Ojai is there are a lot more bugs here than there are in L.A. proper. Oh, that's not good. No. (laughs) My car is totally disgusting. I'm definitely spending more money on car cleaning. Oh, Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in Ojai, right outside of LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we are going to talk about how being on strike is starting to feel like a permanent state. <laughs> and in Take a Hike, I'll reveal why the idea of building a frog pond is helping me cope. Then we've got a fun hit and a very L.A. bomb. Plus, this week's Hollywood hack is inspired by a thank you gift conversation that occurred in our Facebook group. Finally, I have a perfect summer movie recommendation, and it's not Barbie. Yes, although I am very excited to see Barbie. True, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) But first, Sarah, we have an update. I have been talking about T-shirts a lot this summer, both (laughs) on Happier in Hollywood. We had a lot of talk about the perfect T-shirt and on Happier with Gretchen Rubin. And we got an email from Kelly about that, which I will read. I love the subject of this, which is Elizabeth's gross T-shirts. She said, I was just listening to episode 436 of Happier in which Gretchen and Elizabeth were checking in on their lists of 23 for 23. Elizabeth had a goal to throw away her old t-shirts. I would encourage her to recycle them instead. Oftentimes stores accept old recycled clothing and give a discount to their store. I have recycled at the North Face store near me and I think H&M might too. It's a great way to take care of the planet and get a little treat, the discount at the same time. Cool, Sarah, this is different from donating a shirt to the Goodwill or some organization, this is actually recycling. Yeah, Kelly, that is so cool. And I also want to add that there are 
several companies that will resell clothing that is lightly used for you, and then you get a discount on the next thing you're buying. Like Patagonia does that, Levi Strauss does that. If you look online, you'll find a bunch of places where you can do that, which is cool too, and a great way to keep earth friendliness happening. Yes, and save money. Okay, Liz, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks of, where we talk about what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it is the fact that this WGA and now SAG after strike feels like it is going to go on forever. Yes. So, Sarah, it's funny because when you and I were discussing the podcast this week and what we wanted to talk about, we both said we do not want to talk about the strike. We are tired of talking about the strike. And we want to be very positive because we've had some less positive topics lately. And, you know, we like to keep everybody upbeat. Including ourselves. <laughs> including ourselves. But the more we talked about what was going on in our work psyches, we just kept circling back to the strike. And it's partly because we have this feeling now it's been going on forever and it's going to keep going on forever. I mean, it's hard to remember back to a few months ago when we were just working away. Yeah, we're in this just bizarre state of stasis where we're just, nothing is happening. And also because negotiations aren't happening, it just feels yes. like, and who knows when they will. It's like, we could just be in this weird suspended animation place for who knows how long. Yeah, it's funny because I was thinking, you know, we had a script that we had recently gotten notes on, I mean, right before the strike. And I was thinking yeah. the other day, I thought, oh, wow, as soon as the strike's over, we'll have to read over our notes and think about how to address the notes and, and rewrite the script. And it just seemed like the script was a relic from another time. Well, we're going to have to reread the script. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we're going to remember what the notes well, are even referring to. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, yeah, starting with rereading the script. <sighs> but I mean, it's just this odd feeling of, it's almost otherworldly. It's like, yeah, you said suspended animation, right? Yeah. And it's reminding me of the height of the pandemic when it just felt like life as we knew it was over forever. But the weird thing now is for everyone else who's not in the entertainment business, everything is, well, quote unquote, normal. And I'll see someone who I haven't seen who's not in the entertainment business and they'll say, oh, are you still on strike? And to me, I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just Duh. the biggest thing in our lives. So the yeah. idea that it's not the biggest thing in everyone's life. My head is just all over the place. So we are within the context of this suspended animation, <laughs> trying to find positives. We're going, okay, this gives us time to work on the book. Gives us time to have lunch with old friends. We had a delightful lunch yesterday with some people. I don't think we've seen them since before the pandemic. Is that right? Might be right, yeah. So, you know, it's nice, again, to reconnect with people. The other thing is it is nice to be off during the summer with our kids. That's just, it's so rare in this industry. So those yes. are some positives I've been trying to focus on. Yes, that's true. We always say that our summer is like everyone else's fall. Summer is often when our work really amps up. So it is nice to have that downtime in the summer. Yeah, I think it is what it is. This is where we are. And we should just keep being productive on our novel and know that once a deal is signed, which will happen at some point, 
we know how quickly we'll snap back into gear. Yes. To me, it feels like we're never going to be able to wrap our heads around these things that we were doing. But of course, as soon as we get the go-ahead, it'll probably only take a couple of hours, really, for us to get back to where we were and just keep moving ahead. Now, I think the other thing is, though, there's, you know, I've talked a lot about my worry with the strike and and trying to manage the worry and the anxiety. There is a feeling, though, that we don't know what will be in place after. In other words, this script that we have, we hope we will just continue working on it, but they can decide they're not interested in it. So in a way, it's like the unknowns also make everything even feel more elusive because we just don't know what will be. So there's this sense of almost a cliff. You don't know if there's going to be ground or not. I guess I still am managing a lot of anxiety, apparently. (laughs) But anyway. You don't know if there's going to be that nice soft padding that they have for stunt people at the bottom of the cliff or not. (laughs) Exactly. But anyway, so yes, back to the action items a reminder just to focus on the things that we can do, the things that we can manage, the the good parts about catching up with people on the picket line. I talked to someone for an hour the other day who I love, who I hadn't seen in maybe 10 years. So there are good things. So that's the positive part. It's just, I think we have to face that it's really hard for us not to talk about the strike. And I guess that's yeah. okay. And I think a lot of people feel the same way who are in LA. Even if they themselves are not striking, they're still impacted by it. For sure. Okay, coming up, Sarah has a very fun, speaking of positive, a fun take a hike. But first is break. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, Sarah, it's time for Take a Hike, in which we talk about mental, physical, and spiritual health. And today it's mental and physical. And I'm going to say what it is, and then you're going to explain. You have a lot of explaining to do on this one. (laughs) It's build a frog pond. And we're meaning this metaphorically and also literally. Literally, if you like. Yeah. So since we moved to Ojai, Violet has wanted to build a frog pond. And I've just been like, no, this is, I'm not building a frog pond. I know you love frogs. There are frogs in the creek. We're not building a frog pond. And how big of a frog pond, where, just it, just the, the logistics of it were just felt really massive. And then I read an article that was like, you should have a frog pond about how urban frog ponds are so great and they can save frogs and all, you know, frogs need water and all these micro environments to survive. And of course, we're not in an urban environment here in Ojai, but I still was like, okay, well, maybe this is something we could do. So I started looking into it. And once I did this thing that just seemed this totally lunatic thing that was going to take over my entire backyard and be this gigantic project and bring frogs that, you know, I like frogs, but I don't necessarily need more of them around my house. (laughs) Just, I didn't want to do it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm building a frog pond. I am building a frog pond. <laughs> well, I mean, and there's many great things about it. You're going to learn how to do something. You and Violet yes. are going to do it together, which is always like a very bonding thing. It's a great just lesson for Violet in terms of the how-to of it all. And for Absolutely. you. It's part, I mean, it's kind of a science homeschool thing that she can count as a school project. And I've never built a frog pond. I'm going to learn a lot. (laughs) Can I ask you one question about the frog pond? Not to put a a rain on your parade here. There is no rain at this point. (laughs) That's true. We would love rain. (laughs) What about it attracting mosquitoes? Because we've been having a lot of mosquitoes, so I've been doing my own research, which says (laughs) don't have standing water. Yes, that is key. Part of the frog pond planning and building process will be having an aerator, something to keep the water moving so Ah. that we don't get mosquitoes. Because I, too, have been concerned about that (laughs) as someone that mosquitoes really, really love. And I'm also going to do it in like a little area in front of the house instead of in back of the house where we're usually hanging out. So if there Mm. are, if the aerator stops working and we do get some mosquitoes, my ankles will be in a different location. (laughs) Good. So, I mean, again, this is the literal frog pond that you're building. You're wrapping your head around. But we realize many of us may have a frog pond equivalent, something that 
is out there that we think we can't tackle, but perhaps you can. I mean, I can think of an example, which would be photo albums. Your frog con might be picking out all the digital photos from the last 10 years and making 10 photo albums online, right? And then getting them made so you have that physical thing. That's something to me that feels insurmountable, like the frog pond felt to you, but it's something that I could wrap my head around. And I mean, again, specific to us during the strike, but everyone has these things in their life. It's like a way to do something at a time when you're at loose ends that makes you feel like you're still moving forward, living in an atmosphere of growth and accomplishing something. Yes. And I think also it's about scale. Mm. You don't have to do 10 photo albums. Right. Just like I'm not building an entire backyard frog pond. I'm building a small two by two frog pond. (laughs) It's something that's going to be manageable. That isn't terrifying. I mean, it's terrifying to me because it's like a construction project, but it's Mm. (laughs) not overly overwhelming. You know what I mean? So it's like bringing that thing that is kind of a big thing in your head down to scale for you, what you can manage and what does sound appealing. Now, Because now I'm kind of excited about the frog pond. Yes, I know you are. (laughs) Yeah. Another example is, you know, my friend Leslie wanted a hot tub, but it was super expensive. And where do you put it? And she has kind of a complicated backyard and all of these hurdles that needed to be overcome. She got an inflatable hot tub and totally loves it. There are other alternatives that we put out of our minds, and then it's like, oh, wait, no, this could work. So that's her inflatable hot tub is her frog pond. I love this idea because it just sounds so whimsical. Build a frog pond. Build a frog pond, everyone. Yes. Wouldn't be happening, I don't think, if we weren't on strike, Sarah. So I'm taking that as a win for you. Hard agree. Yes. And if anyone is interested in building an actual frog pond or has knowledge about how to build a frog pond, <laughs> please let me know and I'll I'll keep you up to date as we go through this process. Although I think it's going to take a while because it's so freaking hot. Yes. Yes, it will. Okay, Sarah, it is time for Hits and Bombs because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs, and you have a hit this week. I do, and I feel late to the party for this particular hit, but I am just so passionate about it that I don't even care. My hit is escape rooms. You have been doing escape rooms forever. I think most of the planet has been doing escape rooms and loves escape rooms. I hear about them all the time. My cousin is constantly posting in North Carolina the escape rooms that he does. Finally have been doing escape rooms. They are so fun. You know, Sarah, I had talked about escape rooms on the podcast. I absolutely <laughs> love them. For anyone who doesn't know, you go in with a group from two to, I don't know, eight people or something, and you have an hour to escape, and you get there's all sorts of clues, and they usually give you three hints or more if you need them. Sometimes you get out, sometimes you don't. It wouldn't be fun if you always got out, right? I mean, it's good to not get out always so that then when you do get out, you feel so accomplished. But I have to tell you, there is nothing like the rush of adrenaline I get when that hour starts. Yeah. It is 
like you're swept up in the escape room. It is completely absorbing and fun and has the adrenaline pumping in such a healthy way. Yes, and you get it like a little button to press when you want a clue. And yes. those moments between pressing the button and when the clue pops up, it's just like the suspense is so massive. And just when you figure something out, because they're hard, they're not yes. easy. When you figure something out, or like when Violet figures something out, I'm like, oh my God, how did you do that? Like, it's it's such a sense of satisfaction if you do it, and you're so impressed with the other person who managed to figure this thing out. It's just a blast. It's like the best hour of the weekend when we go. Yes. Yeah, and then if you'll find a magnet, and you're like, what is this for? And then 15 minutes yeah. later, you go, oh my gosh, that magnet. We need the magnet to fish out the clue. <laughs> it's very exciting, very yeah. exciting. So I'm glad it that is. you've joined the party. For anyone who's looking to get out of the heat, do something inside, go do an escape room. Let us yeah. know what you think. We will love to hear your stories of the escape room. And then Liz... You have a bomb, but I mean, it's kind of a universal bomb at this point, I would say. I know. Bomb to the heat, especially in L.A. We had kind of been spoiled with mild weather, and now the heat has hit. And boy, has it hit. And it's just tough because I'm trying to do Fryman all the time. My Fryman 50, which has turned to Fryman 80, has really ground to somewhat of a halt because even it... 7.30 in the morning, it's hot. It's very hot. And then biggest thing, it makes it really hard to pick it. I mean, it knocks you out to pick it in this heat. And in fact, the Guild has changed some of the picketing schedules, especially in the Valley, because it's just not safe for people to spend hours in the heat. Yeah, and I have to, at this point, bring up Treegate, which is something to look up on Twitter or threads. (laughs) Which happened at NBC Universal. They trimmed a bunch of trees that were shading picketers. It's not the season to do the trimming. And I mean, it was a big trim. It's like now there are no leaves there. It's just yes, some sad no looking shade. branches. So I think both SAG and the WGA are, filed a labor complaint. <laughs> saying like it was retaliation or making it hard. It's like discouraging people from taking a a lawful action that they're entitled to take. So look up Treegate. It's a whole thing. And the pictures are so sad. I mean, Sarah, again, with the heat, you know, I've been really trying to walk the dogs a lot, but it is not easy in this. I can only go at night, late at night. I I texted you that I felt like I was 90 because I did a pool workout the other day. Because I was mm-hmm. like, I, I, it's the only thing I'm going to do. Like, I climbed in the pool yep. and did the pool weights and jumping jacks in the pool thing. I, it, I have to I say, love it was to have video fantastic. Oh, Violet thought it was hilarious. But I, it was a really good workout, and it was all I could do. There were no other options here at this point. Ugh, it's so hot. All right. Well, coming up, we have a Hollywood hack that came from our Facebook group. But first, this break. So I'm a father of one. I got to find a babysitter. I found Care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. 
If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your childcare necessities, check out care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your childcare needs. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus 15% off your first order with code Odyssey. So head to B-O-L-L and branch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, Liz, time for our Hollywood hack. And this week, it is when in doubt, write a note. Yeah, so this came up in our Facebook group because somebody wanted to thank an acquaintance for introducing her to someone who helped her get her dream job. And she was asking, what is an appropriate gift for this person? And a lot of people answered. And over and over again, people said they thought that writing a note, a really thoughtful note, was the appropriate response. So she didn't need to give him or her a candle or a gift certificate, just a note. And we were talking about how it's really true that getting a note is just the most satisfying thing in that kind of situation, and that you forget how much people appreciate it, how much it means to them. When I say write a note, it could be a handwritten note, a card, or an email. Absolutely. This is something that we experience fairly often when people will send us a note saying, it was so fun to work on this season of TV, or thank you for reading this script. And it is always so nice to get that note. I remember every time when someone sends us a note, I'm like, oh, it's enough. It really is enough. Yes. I absolutely am not like, oh my goodness, I wish this person had given me a tote bag along with this (laughs) note. Yeah. (laughs) I feel very satisfied with the note. And also when in doubt, go ahead and write it. Like sometimes you feel like, oh my, I feel self-conscious sending a note Mm -hmm. to say thank you for something or this meant something to me. I remember one time we were we tasked ourselves with reaching out to someone, thanking them. I sent Sean Ryan, one of our old bosses, an email just saying something, and he appreciated it. I mean, I could tell yeah. he really he really appreciated getting it. So when in doubt, when you need to get a gift for something like that, just write a note. And also, write a note anyway. Just write people notes. Yes, this is something that uh, my stepmom, Anna, is particularly good at. She will just send Violet a card with a joke in it. The the last one was, what do you call a chicken that counts its eggs? A mathema chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So Violet gets, you know, a piece of mail. She opens it, she laughs, and she just sends random jokes. And it's such a delightful thing. So any note, any note is good. Yes. And I should mention, of course, that we love our Facebook group. Join the Facebook group. Search Facebook for Happier in Hollywood, and we will invite you to join the conversation. We have many good conversations there. Okay, Sarah, finally, it's time for this week's recommendation. Every week, one of us is recommending a podcast or a book or a movie or just anything we love. And this week, you are recommending a great summer movie. 
Yes, I recommend the movie Joyride. The movie's directed by Adele Lim, who is a television writer. She's been on tons of shows. Then she wrote Crazy Rich Asians and Raya the Last Dragon. And now she has directed this movie Joyride. It's a, it's a female friendship comedy in the vein of Bridesmaids or Girls Trip about a group of four Chinese-American friends. And it starts as a business trip to China, but it becomes a search for one of the women's birth mother. And it's just hilarious. It has just the right amount of raunch. It's not too raunchy, but it's enough that you get those Mm -hmm. giggle laughs. And it's just, we love female friendship. That's part of our whole thing. I was going to (laughs) say, yes, love the female friendship, especially smart female friendship. Yes, which this is. And it's just funny. It's about family, identity. I feel like Barbie and Oppenheimer is like, has taken up the entire air having to do with movies this summer and go see something else. See Joyride. It is absolutely the most fun movie. I laughed and got a little teary. You know, it's, it's, it's so fun. Great. Joyride. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sankola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sankola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13, and as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram and threads at S. Fain, and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Sarah, can I ask you another question about the frog pond? Yes. Might be a dumb question. Do you buy frogs for the frog pond or do frogs just find it? I think the idea is usually that frogs just find it. But, you know, Violet has a freaking vat of frogs in her bedroom, like this big bin of frogs that she puts creek water in and rocks oh. and all this stuff. So I'm going to export our frogs. I see. Okay. To you the already frog pond. have the frogs. Yes. Okay. And then all others right. will come, I assume. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. From the Onward Project.